Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 285, season 4, episode 15 of Stargate Atlantis. Mike? Hello, everybody, and credit to Alan. He never even asked me what number this show was, and he got it right. Okay. Yeah, it's easy, isn't it? Remarkably easy. Yeah, I do do it sometimes. I made a point of Jack. Finished the episode of Man Man, I was watching about five minutes before we were due to start, about 25 minutes before we were due to start recording. I thought, let's just look it up and let's do a tweet as well. <laughs> I tweeted and everything. I've been pressed for time all week. Mm-hmm. I ended up finishing the podcast we released Saturday afternoon. Actually, we're recording this on the on the 22nd, so the episode we released on the 22nd was Be All My Sins Remembered. Yeah. I was still doing the website for that about 5 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> and then I realised that the whole synopsis that I'd written out was for Outcast, which I'd just watched. <laughs> so I thought, OK, copy and paste that for later. Yeah, look at the bright side. You've got it done now. <laughs> yeah, never I'm just right. glad I noticed. I thought, that, hang on a minute, that doesn't sound right. Sounds like a good episode, though. Well, I shall find out. Yep, this week's episode is Outcast. We had initially planned to record with Brad. Unfortunately, last-minute change of plans in real life got in the way. So uh, actually, it's going to work out okay, because Outcast was an episode we jumped to uh, accommodate Brad. So we have got a reasonably good run-in while Alan is away setting up his new residence. Yes, because this is the last recording I'll be doing. This machine to be going for a hop on the 24th. Yep, so we've got one, two, three, four. We have five episodes recorded with this one and the next one up will be brad with uh, midway which i hopefully can uh, arrange with him while you're unavailable and then that'll give us uh, maybe six weeks for you to uh, get settled yeah well hopefully at some point next week my old job will email me and tell me when that's gonna start <laughs> and i can't find somewhere to live until i know where i'm actually gonna walk we are the rusted robot podcast lower your shields and surrender your minds We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on Geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's the Borg. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Rusted Robot. Okay. I feel like Swedish today. Okay, then, if that's what you want to do, I'm quite happy with that. And I'm resisting saying as per usual. The rip... The video we are watching today is taken from the Region 2 DVD. Runtime, 41 minutes, 44 seconds. Oh, a couple of minutes shorter than the American counterpart, which means two minutes less editing to be done. Every bit helps. Okay then, we're all set to go. You want to do the countdown, Alan? Three, throw, at, clicky. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. So someone was monitoring my sister's computer. Rodney, in a car. Yes. All taken from Miller's Crossing, of course. The last time they were on Earth. Oh, man, they must have been following us. Okay. He's not here, they took him. It's not going to be a surprise that the two stories are related. She's suffering from acute lymphocytic leukemia. Yes, poor Henry. 
food stuff. Yes. He didn't know it at the time. <laughs> he would gallantly give his life so that others may live. Point of interest, why when he kicked the door down was he pointing his gun in the air? You can't shoot anyone if you do that. Someone else should have knocked the door down, then the man with the gun follow. I watched it last night. There was hardly any fighting. It's because it's not about fighting. Then why is it called Blades of Glory? It's about skate blades. Blades of Glory. And this is a real sport. I can't see Ronan enjoying that, really. Yeah. Unfortunately. Your plan's weird. Mm -hmm. Say that again. Exactly, Ronan. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> They're allowed to hit each other with sticks and call it hockey. Maybe. I received a message from Stargate Command. I'm afraid I have some bad news. Yeah, this is an episode we don't see a lot of the other characters. Your father suffered a heart attack last night. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, John, but he passed away. Oh, we're going to get some background to John's life. Then. We've met John's father. Have we? When? No, sorry, that was Mitchell's father. I got mixed up. Jewel, Amanda and Rodney are off filming Trio at this point. This looks suspicious. Mm-hmm. What sort of algorithm or sensors is it using to search the whole planet? Oh, Google. <laughs> search news headlines. Send me an alert. Well, she can't be a bad guy looking like that. Surely not. But she's got an awful lot of sensitive information. Mm. Names and photos that she really shouldn't have. Indeed not. Rather fuzzy. Yeah, well, severe telephoto lens, I assume, is what they're trying to employ. Yeah. Right then. Outcast. Season 4, episode 15 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast, episode 285. This episode was directed by Andy Makita and written by Alan McCullough, although the story idea was from Joe Flanagan. Hmm. Episode first aired in America, February the 1st, 2008. Canada, February the 4th. The UK, February the 5th. Our friends in Sweden got it March the 28th. Germany, March the 11th, 2009. Australia, December the 17th. And Japan, January the 20th, 2010. Got a long wait for them. Few shows with episodes of the same name. The Vice, Hercules, A Legendary Journey. Hunter's Walk, Living the Low Life. And the United States, Steel Hour. No doubt a sponsored TV from the 50s. Couple of movies, 2010 and 2014, and a TV series that's going to be released next year called Outcast. Hmm. Okay then, we're back. Well, a rather long beauty shot of Atlantis. Hey. The standard male greeting when we're not sure what to say. Heard what happened. I'm very sorry. Uh, this is Thanks. so much not like Rodney. Uh, can you feed my cat when you get back to Earth? You okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. No, you're not really, John. You know, I, I requested to go back with you, but the ancient device at M7G677 is malfunctioning. That's the plane with all the kids? Yeah. That should be fun for you. Yeah, well, believe me, I'd get out of it if I could. Yes, that is the plan with all the kids, and Rodney's got to go. Oh, yeah. Zelenka has done a runner. Not again, he screams as he runs off into the distance. Awkward silence. If you want to talk or Ronnie. Great, mm -hmm. mildly awkward. We're not going to hug, lads. We're not going to hug. Right. Ronnie's going to offer the hug because he feels it's appropriate. He doesn't quite know how to initiate the hug, though. Okay, let's retreat with a bit of dignity. 
to be honest, I think they're both as bad as each other when it comes to this uh, touchy-feely stuff. We don't really know how close John is to his family. <laughs> We've learnt so little about him. We know his military record and we know some of his uh, exploits. Hello. How are you going? With you. And I, I met this quite cute blonde last time I was on Earth. <laughs> I told her I'd be back. Now, this is a private residence in Southlands. The commentary, which is Andy McCullough and Andy Makita, they uh, apologised, they couldn't remember who actually owned the house, but they said it was a fantastic location. A lot of people. Yeah. Old man was pretty well connected. They wanted it for the exterior, and the rain gods were nice to them, for once it didn't rain. It looks like it's threatening to. John. Dave. I wasn't sure you were going to make it. It's good to see you. I contacted your unit commander at Peterson, but um, sometimes those messages don't seem to reach you. <laughs> no, that's true. He was out of contact for a good year. Right, David Shepard is played by Dylan Neal. He's a Canadian actor. I'm currently watching him in Cedar Cove. He was also in Arrow, Blood Ties, and The Bold and the Beautiful in his earlier days. Had a pretty decent career, TV-wise. They said he played the jerk of a big brother very, very well. Anyway, John, I think we should probably talk. Yeah. I'll catch up with you later. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. We recognise her. <laughs> it's rude to stay, love. <laughs> Looks suspicious as well. That is a very intense day. Really not military, man. Otherwise, that photograph would have been of him in uniform. Yeah. Close casket? What we saw at corporate CEO, wasn't he? So there's some money in John's family. I think we can surmise that John had a falling out with the uh, what was expected of him, maybe to follow in his father's footsteps like his brother did. Well, Ran away and joined the military. If he had a heart attack, why is it close casket? Because they didn't want to pay for an extra. <laughs> I'll say this, the coffin is very polished. Go on, John, lay your hand on it. Okay, the guy in the middle, he's a contest winner. Which is why he's looking so happily amused at Rona. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the woman next to him who actually got the line, she was an actress, Aisha Shiva. You might have seen her in Caprica. Never get between Ronan and the free food. Although I did like the look the uh, waitress was giving him. I'm good. Is this the you're raising? One of them. That's nice. Yeah, I couldn't wait to get out of here. It looked reasonably nice place to grow up, John. <laughs> My dad's idea of... Teenage Rebellion was going to Stanford instead of Harvard. The Fiend. Never mind. He just... He had everything planned out for me since I was about 14. So there is. Gate winner going by. <laughs> Act naturally. <laughs> Hold the cake. Eat some more than others. Mostly they talk. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes some sausage rolls. A little mini sausage rolls. Yeah, well, your brother seems to be handling it well. That's what he does. He handles things. You ever see how quickly cocktail sausages vanish at a party? <laughs> They're gone in seconds. I tend to fill mine up with a bit of Branston pickle. Slice it open. Oh, come on. There we go. John was married to Nancy Shepherd, played by Carrie Wurr. Mm-hmm. Okay, the boy did good. Yeah. Hi, John. Nancy. Look at them stables. Good God, <laughs> they have got serious money. Well, you can't remember who owned the house. 
logically, you just look up the Forbes 500 in Canada. <laughs> Nancy Ronan. Ronan, Nancy. Pleased to meet you. Well, hello there. How long are you here? Just for today. I have to be in Washington tomorrow, so. Still with Homeland Security? Yeah, I just got promoted. I'm a director now. Congratulations. And you're still wearing your hair like that, aren't you, John? Oh, dear. That's why I left you. <laughs> That's not really wearing your hair like anything. That's just waking up and leaving. That's the style choice. That is, I'm not going to start my hair. It's yeah. just going to go... <laughs> Sounds like he's doing well. Yeah, he is. He's, uh... yeah, he's doing well. Grant, before or after? Yeah, this isn't awkward at all, is it? <laughs> yes, meanwhile, I've uh, had intimate relations with a number of aliens. <laughs> One who turned into pure energy. I was that good. Like you say, it looked awkward, but it seems amicable. There's no animosity there. Take care of yourself. It's nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> I was like, I have food. Ronan, eat. Yeah. Ronan, not do talky-talky thing. This room is in the house. Hey! All they said they had to do to make it ready to film was raise one of the light fixtures. Everything else was there. Ivy. I don't know how much they paid to use this house, but it, it was well worth it. This is Ava Dixon, played by Emma Lahana. She's a New Zealand actress. She got the part playing an American accent, and when she turned up on set, she was speaking in a native. Quite surprised the director. She's where? Just from New Zealand. Oh. She was in Haven. Also been in Arctic Air, Hellcats, and Power Rangers Dino Thunder. So she is also reasonably competent doing fighting which was one of the reasons she was hired as well very action orientated episode take it to the car excuse me john i was thinking that we should uh, probably look, something came up i gotta go it's dad's wake i know but this is work related oh oh what is it top secret national security that sort of thing you know, something like that i wonder how much it costs to rent all these limos probably less than the house yeah. This was the second day of shooting, and it was overcast. It was 50-50 whether it was going to rain, so they were, they were geared up to jump back into the house. You'll also notice there's a lot less extras mm. on set as well. That's what you want to talk about. You want to talk about money. That's why you're here, isn't it? Oh, that's nasty. You've been gone a long time, John. It's not such a stretch. Hey. Thinks his brother's come back just for the cash. You got nothing to worry about. He doesn't know John very well, does he? It's almost like a, an Arrow storyline, isn't it? Went away the kind of the spoiled kid and then came back the man. I stayed. I looked after Dad. I ran the business. Well, you're off doing God knows what. I'm assuming that's what Dad wanted. No. No, it's not, John. Okay, this, uh, this is hitting me scarily close to home. Well, there's always room at a funeral for guilt. No, it's... Just, uh, I have an older brother. I, I'm glad a friend's come up with the money for me for the rent and deposit because... Uh, oh, so you didn't have to ask him? Yeah. Never got a day to ask family for money. I would have come to you sooner, but you are a hard man to find. Right, here we get the main plot of the episode. What's this all about? For the past three years, I've been working for a company called Stanton Research, a division of Devlin Medical Technologies... I was recruited out of college by a brilliant scientist named Dr. Richard Poole, and together we worked on a secret project, codenamed Archetype. Dr. Richard Poole, named after one of Joseph Malotti's friends, who's a chocolatier. He brought a lot of goodies onto the set, so he got a character named after him. 
bribery. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, all I knew was that we'd been given a key piece of programming, something that allowed us to make a major breakthrough. What are you talking about? Okay, the security of this GC, Area 51, and all the associated companies that do work with the US military is bloody awful. This nanite technology is getting spread around everywhere. To be honest, I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. But then all of a sudden, we began making incredible advancements, and the next thing I knew, there it was. Uh oh. No, 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 no. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> That looks like Rodney. Don't think it's Rodney. That is quite an achievement, really. Yes. There's no way you had authorization to do this. Richard told me the project was being funded at the highest levels. And you believed him. Maybe it sounds a little naive, but well, Richard was like a father to me. Yeah. My own parents died when I was very young, and I trusted him. I mean, let's face it, when Rodney's building things, building his replicator-like, it was very different. I'm hearing slight hints of a New Zealand accent there. She's trying to suppress it, but I'm getting aspects of it. Every now and again, a word comes out, which, you know, you just can't wrap your tongue around. Well, she doesn't actually say shoot through. I later found out what was really going on. The IOA's investigation of Devlin Medical was closing in, and Richard wanted to get rid of the evidence. Oh, God, the IOA are actually good for something. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to thinking. <laughs> I don't want to die. Oh, oh dear. Right to life. <laughs> Let me out. Let me out, I said. There we go. <laughs> the replicator is played by Adrian Hine, who is by profession a stuntman. Again, they wanted someone very versed in action sequences and stunts. Luckily, he is an actor as well. He has been in Human Target. Tomorrow People, and he was in the SG-1 episode. Oh, I can't remember it now. I wrote it down. I'd like to see another season of Tomorrow People, if only for the villain. <laughs> Mark Peregrino. Yeah. And I realise he honed himself playing the devil beautifully on Supernatural. <laughs> he knows you. <laughs> Betrayal. Sir, facility is secure. Looks like he was the only one here. Colonel Shepard... And Ronan, of course. How did you find me? Well, we had a little help. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. replicators run off. Ava. I'm sorry, Richard. Ava, my God, do you realize what you've done? I didn't have a choice. I couldn't let this continue any longer. I had the situation under control. Your little science project got two of your own men killed. And he's still on the loose. I don't think you have control of anything. He killed in self-defense. If he's not threatening anyone, harm anyone. Yeah, that's not the way the world works. You're going for a journey. Brace yourself. I'm gonna help. Apollo, we're ready. There they go. <laughs> so did, she, did he inject Ava uh, with a subcutaneous transmitter, or did she have one of those in her pocket? She had one in her hand. You saw the little red glowy bit when they burst in. Let's start with giving me the access code to the data files we recovered. I don't think so. This was Emma's first day on set, the first scene she filmed. You do know we will crack it eventually. The entire directory is encrypted with a 448-bit key symmetric algorithm. Good luck. Oh, a little bit of arrogance. <laughs> really? Shame you didn't use asymmetric. I can brute force 448-bit with reasonably available desktop tools inside of it. I'll cooperate. I've got to admire him. He's looking for a deal. Forget it. We are talking about an incredibly advanced and valuable piece of technology here. You've had your chance, now it's my turn. You're going to help us track this thing or not? 
I'll help you, Colonel. Ava. Be realistic, Richard. He's out there alone. You know he's not programmed for ordinary social interaction. Half the world aren't <laughs> either. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm not. <laughs> we can't afford to wait any longer. He seems to have a lot of sway over him. Yeah. I know he, he raised her from a kid, which is a bit suspect anyway. And in time on the tradition, we are walking around the ship. Bates! You two know each other? Yeah, Bates served in Atlantis when we first got there. Formerly Major Bates, who beat the crap out on him mm. on Atlantis. It's been, what, two years since we've seen him. Wasn't Taylor blamed for beating him up mm. at first? <laughs> After the Air Force gave me an honorable discharge due to my injuries, the IOA contacted me. They were starting up a new field division dealing specifically with operational threats on Earth, and it seemed like a good fit. Yeah, less chance of getting beaten up. You had a thing about aliens. See, you're quite happy with Ronan. Old habits die hard. This originally was going to be Agent Barrett from the NID. Mm-hmm. They decided to go with Agent Bates. Try to give the IOA a bit more backbone. Stupid emergency contact number. Never should have answered that damn phone. Come on, Doc. It's not so bad. Oh, that was my first vacation in three years. Yay! Poor Dr. Lee. <laughs> they thought about beaming him up from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> there were some people on Gateworld who actually asked the question, was that sunburn real? <laughs> he said, no, it's all makeup. Give it another shot. It's working. This sensor technology is incredible. Is it alien? <laughs> uh, don't answer that. Sorry, I forgot I'm not supposed to know any of this. While you're standing on board a spaceship that technically doesn't exist. Let me see if I can narrow in on this a bit. Yeah, it should be in there. How big of an area is that? That's about uh, five city blocks. Probably smaller than Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, they haven't explored off of that in four years. What kind of capabilities does this thing have? Speed, strength, agility, all well beyond normal human levels. What about tactics, escape, evasion? Does it have any military training? I wasn't responsible for that aspect of his programming. Uh-oh. I didn't plug that USB drive in at the time. <laughs> Crappy few days, so I'm beginning to lose my patience. I don't play Call of Duty. <laughs> well, there you go then. Fully, fully trained Marine there. Right down to uh, bad Martin, your opponents over the radio. You know, I think it was four or five, the one which came out after House of Cards. They asked Kevin Spacey to do the voiceover bits. Every time John goes back to Earth, uh, he puts the pressure on somebody. Uh-huh. He'll be talking this guy to commit suicide any minute now. She didn't know that this technology was obtained illegally. She's completely innocent. Well, like you said... There isn't going to be a trial. But she's helping you. Not good enough. What's it going to be, Doc? Your mom might be there, but at least she's not lunch. <laughs> All right. So where do we start? Well, Doc? Uh, he's in defensive mode. Basically, he's hiding. He'll be where he's least likely to encounter people. Yeah, he's somewhere on that map. Give me a dot. I'll close my eyes, spin round a bit. Hmm. He's been specifically designed to be resistant to current anti-replicator technology. You're kidding me. Whose bright idea was that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, they're going to damage him. Why do I think this is bull? (laughs) It's certainly not going to be as easy as I think, mainly because we're only 20 minutes in. Yep. He'll continue to evade as long as possible. He'll counterattack only as a last resort. All right, listen up. Let's try to get this right the first time. We're going to operate in teams of two. Your objective is to find the target. Once you do that, you will not engage him. You will radio in his position. We'll coordinate, 
see if we can't corral him into a corner, at which point we will bring as much force to bear as we can and take him out, all right? Let's do this. <laughs> then we'll have a drone strike. Yeah, this isn't person of interest. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. <laughs> How you doing? We're all good. It's one hell of a week. Yeah. I had, look, Ronan's actually wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. I wonder how much convincing it took him to put that on. You've probably seen the friendly forest, that's... Yeah, yeah. he's not afraid of the replicator, but his own people, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Be very, very quiet, we're hunting rabbit. What is it? It's him. I'm impressed with his eyesight before he got the binoculars out. Yeah. We got a visual on the target. He's hiding out in a building about 100 yards due east of my start position. Looks like he's alone. Stay put. We'll be there in a minute. Understood. Bait's out. <laughs> Again, that poor lad gets the crap beat out on me more times. military soldier, and there should be blood there. You would have thought so, yeah. And there should have been somebody watching the, the doctor all the time. Yep. He wasn't cooperating voluntarily. He was being pressured. He was a hostile, like yep. a hostile witness. You can come out now. <laughs> Daddy? Daddy, is that you? I'm here to help you. I led them here. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, dear me. Okay, L listen to me. There are men out there who are looking for you. It's all right. They, they won't hurt you as long as I can convince them that you're not a threat. How did you find me? Uh, don't tell him that. Your nanites give off an energy signature. We were able to track it. That's why you can't run anymore. Adrian, as a stuntman, also appeared in Man of Steel, 2012, Watchmen, Shooter, and Godzilla. You've done it before in the lab many times. I was always right there to help you get back online. This isn't any different. Yeah, it is. Now you have to trust me. I'll give him this. He's got a pretty good photogenic face for a stuntman. Mm. Not that stuntmen aren't good looking, but normally, you know, you think... Oof, oof. I'm sorry. Good grip on him as well. Rip his head off. <laughs> Twist. Or is that too much for Stargate? Hmm. It's not a big rubber monster alien. Where is everybody else? Why? I know it's a big area, but you'd have thought there might have been one or two other guards there before. And what exactly is he checking vital signs through Kevlar? <laughs> he puts his hand on his back. If he's checking if he's still breathing, that's where all he's going to be able to detect. Oh, well, never mind, Doctor. Nice to know you. He's dead. Lee, come in. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Have they forced him out of the Hawaiian shirt? Get into uniform, mister. You still tracking the replicator? Um, yeah, just hang on. Okay, I've got him. He's on the move. He's heading south. He's right by... Whoa. Oh. There we go. He was told how they were tracking him, and now he's circumvented it. Get him back online. Ronan and I are going after him. I look like a cement mixer. It did. <laughs> Many, many guns. Sorry, sir. I know we weren't supposed to engage, but he came from out of nowhere. He hit us before we knew what was happening. All right, it'll be okay, sir. Sit tight. The tax sergeant they've just been talking to, Koichi Amiar. Well, 
He's been in Continuum, Once Upon a Time, Supernatural, Sanctuary, L Word and Smallville. He's also played Alucan in SG-1. I think he was. Was he a, a system lord? I can't remember now. It's very simple. You've cleared the people out, so you just pull back and nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> Works for so many situations. Praise Joel Goldsmith for the music in this episode as well. Very different to what he normally uses for Stargate. Looking at John running around this old factory complex with a gun, you get the impression that they really enjoyed shooting these scenes, bringing out the kids in them. And they showed that CGI effect so they didn't have to do it again. Because <laughs> you notice his jumpsuit as you go along and they've got big silver patches, which is basically big silver patches sewed onto the jumpsuit. But we know from that close-up, he's peering himself as he goes along. So he doesn't look stupid. Unfortunately, it does look stupid. Because <laughs> it just looks like silver patches stuck on. But as you can see, the fact that he's an expert at... Parkour? That's it. I prefer the Harry Dresden approach to parkour. <laughs> what, even if he steps over a pedal? Yeah, parkour! <laughs> no, it's just that you don't actually shout parkour. <laughs> When they went scouting this location, they took him to this crane. They said they turned their back on him, looked around, couldn't find him, and he was 80 feet up the crane already, <laughs> just having a look. The ironic thing is, because he's doing all this actual acting work, they had to get another stuntman to do the jump, because they couldn't risk him. Ah. Bam Bam had to actually do the dive into the water. Well, hey, there goes Jason. Climbing a ladder, not going to have him doing uh, free climbing. That's a bit too dangerous, I think. One thing for sure, they are bloody awful shots. Get him, Ronan. Get him. And there we go. Nice done. And I don't understand this, why they even consider the fact that he's not still active. He doesn't breathe. Yeah, there's no reason to. He could literally walk away, fall to the bottom and walk away. The only thing you can guarantee is that he's not dead. We checked the whole area twice, no sign of him. Which means he can be anywhere by now. We're at the tracking system. Dr. Lee's working on it, but the sensors haven't picked up anything yet. He must have found a way to mass the signal. Great, back to square one then. Yeah, one big waste of the day. Now, this is a new opening shot. Suddenly, the 304 looks a lot more detailed. How's it going with those files from the lab? Well, I'm running a decryption program, but it's slow going. I may have to make a few tweaks. I'll focus on that for now. <laughs> Look at it, Zed. Dr. Lee, you don't go out in the sun without a hat on if you've got no hair. Believe me, you don't. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't go out in the sun without a hat. Well, that's just your pigmentation, isn't it? What pigmentation? <laughs> Been watching a few episodes of Life with Damien Lewis. Someone pointed out, why don't you take all your money and go you know, spend all your time on the beach? And he just looked at him and says, do I look like I tan? <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix or a streaming service because it's something I'd like to watch from the beginning. I caught a few episodes and I quite liked it. You'd assume so. It's not as if it was a huge series, so it's not going to be expensive. I thought it was something like two seasons. Ten episode first season and I think a 20 episode second these guys operate in the shadows with no official authorization. That way everyone's ass is covered. So, where does this leave us? Good question, Ronan. All dressed up and nowhere to go. 
Right, we are in Washington now. Aren't we now? <laughs> yes. Washington, Vancouver? <laughs> Just go with it. What is that? Two John Shepard encounters in two days? I hardly saw you that much when we were married. Is that the top she's wearing or is her dress hanging out in the arse? <laughs> I wonder how much you got paid to do that. Then you run across the scene. I need as much information as possible about a project, possibly codename archetype. I can say, he married reasonably well. If he's a director in Homeland Security, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good achievement. If I get caught doing something like this, I could lose everything. Well, I know. I, I wouldn't ask you if it wasn't important. All right, what's it about? Classified. I can't tell you. Ugh, that's typical. What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> so, was it John being secretive that broke up the marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, when you put it that way, it sounds a little crappy. Well, I'm glad you noticed. It's too bad you didn't a little bit earlier say like when we were still together. Because before he joined the expedition, it wasn't he just standard military assignment? Or are they... He wasn't black ops like Jack, was he? For all I knew, you were halfway around the world flying secret missions into Somalia. That's ridiculous. I've never been to Somalia. North Korea, then. There's a big difference. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> My, my friend said she was just looking under the couch for the last hour because it seems to have disappeared. She definitely wasn't napping on the aforesaid couch. <laughs> okay. She's not exactly happy with you, John, but I think she's going to help. It's a very blue lab. Yes. I wouldn't want to work in there. Why? Can we put some white bulbs in, please? They said I could come take some of his personal things. Blue? It's a very restful colour. Even if you had a white piece of paper, it'd be blue-tinted. He died thinking I betrayed him. You know, and someone says, cut the blue wire. They're all blue. I thought cut the red wire was the trope. But the nuke from orbit, I didn't realise it actually came from the Aliens movie. Didn't you? No. <laughs> you were just quoting it because you've heard everybody else quote it. It's a trope. <laughs> you spend too much time on that website. It's impossible to spend too little time on that website. <laughs> it's a time sink. You go on for two minutes to check something and suddenly an hour has vanished. Look, I know this is not a good time, but i got to ask you something. What is it? Did anyone else know about this project? No. No one came to check on your progress. Richard and I were the only ones who had access to the lab. Was he in contact with anyone, maybe from the military, phone, emails? Not that I know of. All right. Colonel, how's it coming with the sensors? It's not, but uh, Dr. Lee says he's pretty close to breaking the encryption code. I thought that was impossible. Guess not. Asymmetric, maybe. Symmetric, no. Symmetric, too easy to... You can do pattern recognition. I did a bloody module on encryption. He looks a bit worried. Well, how's it going? I was just about to call you. I managed to open those files from the lab. So, who's the photo? Interesting. Yeah, you could say that. Stanton Research Personnel Records. That is Ava Dixon's file. She was in a car accident last December. Head-on collision. She's been dead for almost a year. Da-da-da! Hmm, that's not... Our Ava Dixon. So, who is that Ava Dixon? Ah, uh, another replicator. Hence the term special <laughs> relationship. Didn't they break that door down already? <laughs> they repaired it and broke it again. Janitor comes up. <laughs> He's gonna have a hell of a headache. Thankfully for the guard, he didn't have to admit he was beaten up by a girl. He was beaten up by a replicator. Shepard. Could it be a clue? Colonel Shepard, I never meant for any of this to happen. I'm very sorry, Ava. And she left a note. She's a polite replicator. Mm-hmm. That's what you want in your replicators. 
Ooh, that's nice. Lots of detail. That one's probably about three feet long. I got two sets of blueprints, one male, one female. This, of course, explains why Dr. Paul said to her, do you know what you're doing? Doesn't make any sense. She came to us. Why didn't she just keep her mouth shut? Why didn't she kill the guard? Come on, replicate her with a conscience. Well, her programming is distinct from the other one. He's a military model. She's designed for social interaction, uh, simulation of emotions, maybe even empathy. Come on, Dr. Lee, we know where you're going. It's a love bot. I'd say it's less likely, but not impossible. Well, yeah, it depends how she was programmed, doesn't she? This is like data and data law, or any of the replicants in Blade Runner. Exactly what's been programmed into her. Obviously, the male replicator was a military spec mm -hmm. model. It was designed for, well, basically... <laughs> I'm not sure I really like the uh, messages coming through over the tannoy. Uh-oh. Wow, last time we were in a car. Mm -hmm. Hey! <laughs> oh. It's everything I could find in Archetype. It's not much, but whatever it is, no one will touch it with a ten-foot pole. Yeah, I, I owe you one. Damn right you do. Yep, that sounds like politics to me. Yeah, I suppose that will touch it with a 2.34 meter pole. It doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> it doesn't, does it? Even in countries that are totally metric, you still use sayings like that. I catch Grant looking at me the same way. <laughs> Oops. When I was doing my snooping around, I took the liberty of asking a few questions about you, John. That's probably not such a good idea. Yeah, I got that impression. I've seen walls go up quickly before, but never like this. And whatever you're into, it's obviously big. And my guess is very dangerous. Yep. I just want you to be careful. Well, you know me. Mm-mm. <laughs> so he should be impressed. That's the problem. Just a little. You see, Mitchell and that question would turn around and say, Well, darling, you know, you know what I am with things that are big? <laughs> yeah, Mitchell would turn that into a sexual innuendo. That sounded like a very, very final goodbye, John. <laughs> RDA wouldn't reply, he'd just raise an eyebrow. <laughs> yes, or quote, magnets. I work with magnets. Here's an exciting one. An internal memo reminding employees not to use the south parking lot due to ongoing repaving. Okay, Ronan is back on Earth looking through paperwork. It's a shipping waybill with instructions to deliver a load of pre-assembled masonry panels to a warehouse in Reading. So? So... Uh, pre-assembled masonry panels. That was a code word we used a few months back to identify shipments of neutronium. Uh, okay. <laughs> you scientists have too much time on your hands. <laughs> so if he wants to fully repair, he's going to need this. He's going to go for the warehouse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my guess is he will do. Well, to be perfectly honest, we don't have anything else. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to monitor that staker remotely. This could be our last shot at this guy. We gotta make sure he goes down for good this time. It's not gonna be easy. I mean, if this was the movies, we'd dip him into a vat of molten steel or a volcano. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That is very nice. That's a really good idea. Really? really? <laughs> Come on, Terminator and Lord of the Rings quote on one scene. God bless Stargate. Yeah. That even looked like the warehouse from a person of interest. Now that looks like the warehouse where they encountered the NID with the gate. Might well be the same warehouse. I'm sure he's going to show up. I say they spotted him nearby. And what if he spotted them? They're not exactly undercover, are they? No. See anything? Negative. All quiet over here. Be patient. I'd switch all the lights out for a start. Oh, serves your right gun. Ooh, that's two down. Ooh, Ronan getting the crap beat out of him. <laughs> Humans. 
Whoa! Whoa! Hey. Oh! <laughs> Invisible dent in the crate and everything. That was a very nice stunt. Clearly, oh, I see. It's not a crate. It was, because we saw wood splinter, but this part obviously is some. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Say bye, girl. <laughs> oh, this is where both actors are skilled at fighting. Why? Even allowing for the fact that they're, you know, the machines, it never quite looked right, does it, this fighting at this speed? They started filming the fight sequence, waiting for the oxygen bottles to turn up. They only appeared near the end of the sequence, but they so wanted to use them. <laughs> oh, oh You know what? Forget the pictures. The sound effects for this fight are awesome. I thought it's a knife. Because it's a tracker. Don't ask me how we thought that idea up. Now, Star Trek would just beam him into oblivion. Stargate do it slightly differently. I know by experience, re-entry's a bitch. Oh. Three hours to film, about ten seconds of on-screen time. And there we go. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that he won't be coming back from that. The Iowa isn't just going to let her go. If she stayed away, we never would have found her. And of course, this is the big question. The replicator Ava Dixon, what do they do with her? She's obviously not a danger to anybody. She's proved that she's not out to kill anybody. But they can't let her go. Somewhere with no people, or she can't do any harm. I don't think that's much of a reward. The IOA would never agree to let her leave Earth anyway. Yeah. She would be a, a good asset at the SGC or Atlantis. That would be an interesting idea, wouldn't it, for a story arc for a, yeah. the sixth season? A replicator on the team. So what then? <laughs> she looks a bit bored. Well, technically, she's already left her. She's in orbit. <laughs> okay, now we get the huge twist. After what they've been saying, what's going on? Settling into your new life. It's a bit of an adjustment. One of the stipulations of my release is that I don't look for a job in any scientific field. To be honest, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Where are they? Is this an alien world? Is it a park in Canada? I know they never would have agreed to let me go if you hadn't put in a word for me. You saved my life putting a word in is the least I can do. I have to admit, I'm a little scared. I mean, I know these emotions are supposed to be artificial, but they seem pretty real to me. Does she know what's going on? Because if you listen to what she's saying and what happens, you get the idea that she doesn't know what's going on. Anyway, um, it was nice for you to check up on me. I guess we'll never see each other again. Well, one thing I've learned about my business is never say never. Goodbye, Colonel. Yeah, yeah, that's the writers just leaving the door open, just in case. Of course. They're not stupid. And there we go. So? Now this, aside from the fact that it reminds us of the Aurora and what happened to her crew, is very much what they did on TNG with Moriarty. Yep. Anyway, now she has a whole virtual world to explore... Actually works pretty well. She's basically code intelligence. Why not have her live a life inside a computer? Mm. They deactivated the bond between her nanites, effectively breaking her into base elements. 
Well, as the song goes, she ain't got no body. <laughs> yeah, so we head back. Yeah, you uh, go ahead. I got a few things to take care of. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they'll never believe me and say, how'd the uh, funeral go? Replicators, running fights, good food. Yeah. Met John's ex-wife. What? He was married? <laughs> what do you like? I have photos. I'd like to see Taylor's <laughs> reaction to the fact that John was married. Yeah, because it's not as if we really knew no. about it. What happens in the mansion stays in the mansion. <laughs> Did he go to the tradesman's entrance here? Come in. Yeah, where's the butler? He's giving him the day off. It doesn't work if the butler comes to the door. Can I see my brother? Who are you, sir? Yeah, that doesn't look like the fancy front end of the ass. Mm. That's a practical way to get inside the ass. <laughs> the garage. <laughs> that wasn't a bad episode, really. Minimal cast, maximum expense. Just goes to show, even if you only got two or three cast members, you can still spend a lot of bloody money. <laughs> yes, you can, yeah. That's one of the benefits, you know, like I said, you've got Rodney, Keller and Sam off doing trio, where basically they're in a hole in the ground for the whole of the episode. Mm -hmm. So both of the episodes were intended to be reasonably low budget. But this one, when you're filming on location like this and the amount of extras they had, even if they were just, you know, bit extras being paid by the day, it still still racked up the budget. But it looked pretty good. Nice story, nice twist with Ava. Mm -hmm. Another loose end, which they could have brought back if they wanted. They didn't. They had planned on bringing John's brother back into it as well. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if they brought his wife back in. I mean, when you, when you cast a decent actor in a role, then you always got to put him on, you know, in the roller deck saying, we might use them again. And then we get cancelled out the five seasons, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they go, can we use them for, for Universe? Maybe not. No. Okay, then. This episode was written by Alan Culler. He's written nine episodes of SG-1, eight of Atlantis, and a single episode of Universe. Also written for Sanctuary... Sanctuary, Lost Girl, Rain, and Rookie Blue. Andy Mikisa, the director... 29 episodes of SG-1, 22 of Atlantis, and 12 episodes of Universe. Also transported the series, Primeval New World, Cedar Cove, Motive, Dark Matter, and Killjoys, which is the show Alan has just started watching. Yes. show that I will start watching. Yeah, what I were going to say, I'm going to have to go shortly, but what I were going to say was, I found the original that they based humans on. Which is? Acti Maniard. What, Swedish? Swedish. They seem to be doing a lot of that recently, uh, adapting Scandinavian. It's weird, because it got sold to 45 countries with just subtitles. Yeah. The Olaf decided, nope, we're going to remake it with Jen from the IT grid. Well, Channel 4 did the return. They showed that the French original. The thing is, as I understand, the British TV showed both Bergen, which is Danish, and The Bridge, which is a combination of Danish and Swedish, as the originals, they didn't remake them. Yeah, but Merrick did. <laughs> America remade Wallander. I don't think they remade The Bridge, did they? The Bridge, yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah. I'm watching the uh, original on, I think, Canadian Netflix or Mexican Netflix, possibly. I found uh, Penny Dreadful on uh, Mexican Netflix, season one. The greatest thing Netflix is doing is making sure they've got the original language, isn't it, really? Yeah. Okay, then, folks, that was Outcast. Next week's episode will be Rio, and that was recorded maybe about two and a half years ago, with uh, Philip, who I used to work with, who's since left the company. I might have to uh, message him on Facebook, tell him his episode's actually going to get released. Was I on that? No. No, that was just me and him. The first time he... I finally 
he did a full rewatch of Stargate and Atlantis saying, come on the show, aren't you? And he finally agreed to do an episode with me. Ah, uh, is this the guy that did the mouse mat and the t-shirt? Yes. Ah, right. Yeah, gone into uh, business for himself now. Some people just want to change from, from the grind of getting up and going to work. Yeah. Take a chance. The next Stargate Atlantis. Can I handle myself in combat? Stand my ground when I need to? Ronnie! McKay, are you all right? We're going to have to find a way out of here. Tremor! That sounded very, very bad. What are you doing? One more tremor. This whole chamber's going to fall into the chasm. We need another plan. And quick. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We got some feedback from Mac McLeod over on our Google Plus page this week for both Harmony and Bjorn Martin's Remembered. For Harmony, Mac posted, Hi folks, thanks for another great show. This is another of my favourite episodes. Once again, a missed opportunity with some new tech they have found. Rodney states in the episode that he's been looking at the diagrams of this device. So he's seen what it does and has the plans, so why not build it? In Star Trek Voyager, they built the Delta Flyer. In Battlestar, they built the stealth ship. So a lost episode or two, I feel. I do agree, and always have, about the Jaffa Stun weapon. They should all carry them. Anyway, thanks again for the episode. I replied that I didn't think we've seen Atlantis under its current management building full-size drones, so maybe mini-drones are beyond them as well. Mind you, they do have the Asgard Replicator, which I guess they want to forget about even having, since it makes life so easy. Mac replied, I always wanted an episode where the Wraith went head-to-head with the Ori. That would have been fun to watch. As for all the tech, in all fairness, Crazy does make some good episodes. For Be All My Sins Remembered, Mac posted, Okay, very late, but it's bugging me. If the Wraith are smart enough to steal the ZPMs, then why would the Atlantis team not be looking to steal one? I can't believe the military nor the Oversight team did not think it was worth the risk. It's not like they don't have the funky Asgard beaming tech, is it? I replied that, yep. Pretty good point, but the Wraith drones may simply be more expendable, and the desire much greater for the Wraith, or more importantly, Todd. Success for them could literally change the face of Pegasus, whereas for Atlantis, not so much. It would certainly have made some sense for the possibility to be mentioned during the planning of the attack, though. Great to hear from Mac, appreciate your comments. If anyone else wants to get in touch with us, then please do so. You can contact us directly via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, or via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we have a very busy and productive presence on Twitter, at the Gatecast, which is one word. We are, of course, carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. Any reviews and ratings on those would be gold star material. The limitation of both those services is that they only carry a small percentage of our episodes. You can get access to all our shows via the website, and there is also a standalone RSS feed, which you can copy and paste into a podcatcher. That'll allow your device to play everything we've released so far. We call it the Mission Files. Okay, time to wrap the show up. Okay then, folks, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you join us next week for Trio. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan, and goodbye from Finland. (laughs) Bye-bye, folks. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk Stargate forever.